We are hungry and ready and thirsty for you to move in our midst tonight. We believe it. We want it. We know you do. And we just thank you right now. Holy Spirit, we just just uh, lead us and guide us in tonight, Lord. We just thank you that you're doing something wonderful. So we just commit this time to you. We commit this time to you. We commit this time to you. In the wonderful, glorious, everlasting, eternal, healing, whole, free name of Jesus. We embrace you, Jesus. We embrace your presence as you embrace us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone said, Amen. You can uh, take your seats for a moment. I just uh, had a complete change in the message that I was going to speak tonight. Uh, I had it uh, at state conference. I had my message all ready to go for for tonight. And um, during the conference, I just sensed a shift. And I thought, I can't run with that message. I'll use it again. I will use it, trust me, because it's a good message. I almost got saved. (laughs) But I just um, felt like there was something tonight that the Holy Spirit is wanting to do. And I've, like, we've embraced the presence of God this evening. But I want you to hear that I'm heading somewhere with tonight. That at the end of the message, we're going to go into another time of praise. We're going to go into another time of singing and letting loose with some songs. But I want you to see some things about praise tonight. I want you to see some things about the importance and the power that's resident within praise tonight. And this is it all in keeping with our theme on Arise. So if you're taking notes tonight, because I know that most of you would love to take notes because you're people who are hungry for the Word of God and you don't want to walk away empty-handed. You want to come away with something that's going to be deposited in your spirit. The title of the message tonight is Arise in Praise. Arise in Praise. Arise in Praise. Sunday's message is going to be called Arise in Giving. But that's because it's heart for the house got a great message lined up for Sunday. Just feel the Spirit of God all over it, even now. But just want to encourage you that, to, to, you know, continue to press in. Ask the Holy Spirit about your giving for the heart for the house. Continue to ask Him, Lord, is this something I need to be a part of? We've had some, uh, some people say, absolutely, uh, already. And uh, they've uh, really encouraged us uh, by saying it's a significant amount. That they're going to be giving. So just really uh, encourage you to continue to press into God for that. But this message tonight comes out of Isaiah chapter 60, <laughs> verse 1. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. As we know, arise is activating our connections. It's ramping up our worship. It's investing our gifts. It's about stretching our faith and engaging with our communities. And you can catch those 
uh, messages on YouTube. This, tonight, I just want to encourage you with, uh, with five words to, to, as I kick this message off. Five words that I, I hope would encourage you. Five words that would lift your spirit. Five words that would just take you to another place. Those words are, arise, 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 and arise. I feel that there is something on that, that there's an encouragement from the Spirit of God for us to arise. So let me ask you a question tonight. How many would like to see a breakthrough in your circumstances or situation? Anyone? Yeah, yeah there's a few people, absolutely. How many of us would like to see a breakthrough in our Christian experience or in the level of our faith? How many of us uh, maybe are feeling a little bit dry, tired, or maybe like we've, we've been contained where this lid's been placed on us and we know that we just we feel like we need to bust out of something tonight? Is there anyone here who feels that way tonight? Maybe there's a, a, a breakthrough that we need in our corporate expression of our worship as we come together, our praise as we come together as a, as a church at our, our various services. It's not, I'm not saying anything about the worship. I'm just saying that we need a, a breakthrough in our corporate worship services as a church. Because I've noticed this, it's becoming increasingly uh, difficult to give voice to our praise for God. And I believe that it's time for us to arise despite the difficulties, to arise in praise despite the restrictions, despite the things that we have to do, the, uh, the, the mandated stuff that we have to, to, to come up with. Psalm 71 verse 14 really captures this for me. It says, but as for me, I always, I'll always have hope. I'll praise you, Lord, more and more. Is there anyone else here who's got that same mindset? You know, we're, we're going to praise God more and more. The more that people say that we can't sing, the more that our praise is going to rise. Do I have any radicals in the place tonight? Are there any people here that have a witness to say, I'm not going to remain silent. I'm not going to stay silent. I'm not going to shut up. But no matter how many masks I have to wear, my praise will be heard. Tonight I want us to share with how we can break through through the, the power of praise tonight. Where we can have a breakthrough and not a breakdown. I want to read to you Psalm 150. It says this. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His acts of power. Praise Him for His surpassing greatness. Praise Him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise Him with the harp and the lyre. Praise Him with the timbrel and dancing. Praise Him with the strings and pipe. Praise Him with the clash of cymbals. Praise Him with the resounding cymbals. And let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Here's my version of that psalm. Praise Him if you're here and praise Him if you're there. Praise Him if He's done this for you or praise Him if He's done that for you. Praise Him if you can play an instrument or even have a clash of cymbals. Like you can crash the cymbals. Praise Him if you can't do any of that. By praise, if you've got breath tonight, then we can still praise God. That's the reason enough to praise God tonight if we have breath 
in us. Is there anyone who's got breath in them tonight? Then I tell you now that as we arise in praise tonight, that breakthrough is at the very precipice of your door. The very precipice of your life, the very uh, the fringes of of uh, who you are, breakthrough is possible in your circumstance tonight, and it starts with praise. The Bible encourages us, it exhorts us, and it even commands us to praise the Lord. So, what is praise? Well. I think that's really easy for us to answer tonight. Praise is those fast, three fast songs that we have at the start of our service. That's what pra- praise is the, the three slower songs that we have uh, just after those three fast praise songs that we have. Can I tell you, that's not right. That's not what praise is. Many poli- believers actually believe that, but it's not right. See, the New Testament words for praise, for worship, glory and honour are all translated from the same Greek word. And that word is doxa, D-O-X-A, doxa. And its base meaning is glory. And how it's translated, it depends really and solely on the context in which it's used. And if there's any difference between praise and worship, it's simply that worship is how we esteem God on the inside. It's the attitude of adoration in our heart. We can worship God without making a sound. It's this feeling on the inside, this this attitude on the inside. Praise, however, is the articulation from that adoring heart. It is the expression, it is the, the voice that gives uh, the sound to what we're feeling and how we, we are the attitude of our heart on the inside. When we praise God, we give that, that adoration voice. We give it a sound from our heart of worship. See, worship is about our estimation of God and praise is about our articulation of God. Both mean to give God esteem and to commend Him highly. And the Bible says to praise Him. It's calling us to voice our adoration. Worship can be silent, but praise never is. When the Bible says that, we're to praise Him. Just let it out. Just let it out. Whether it's the song is slow or whether it's fast, or if it's a shout or whether it's applause, it's irrelevant. But we are called to articulate the adoration of our hearts, to make a joyful noise. There's, there's hope for us who can't carry a tune. We can make a joyful noise tonight. So don't say, well, I'm just praising silently. We can't praise silently. For the Bible tells us even the rocks will cry out if we remain silent. We may be worshipful and adoring, but praise requires an action or a voice. And tonight I want to encourage us to go for a breakthrough, not a breakdown. And it happens as we arise in praise tonight. There's power in our praise tonight. There's power in us lifting up our voice in a song or a shout or a prayer of praise. Something happens when we applaud and we magnify God. So tonight, let's arise in praise and believe for a breakthrough for us all. So I want us just to quickly look at four things that happen when we praise the Lord. Number one, praise leaves room for God's presence. 
It creates a space, in other words. It, it creates a, 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 a moment in time where praise can happen. 2 Chronicles 5 verses 13 to 14 says this, The trumpeters and singers joined in unison. Did you catch that? Unison, unity. There's power in unity. Absolute power in unity. In this whole thing that's going on, whether vax or anti-vax, I don't care what your position is. Our, our position is that we are united in loving people. Our response comes from loving people, not attacking people. Whatever our position is, we respond in love. We, we encourage in love. We speak in love. We don't attack. We're joined in unison as with one voice to give praise and thanks to God the Lord. Accompanied by trumpets, cymbals and other instruments, they raised their voices in praise to the Lord and sang, He is good. His love endures forever. And then the temple of the Lord was filled with a cloud and the priests couldn't perform their service because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the temple of God. When was the last time that we were in a service and the glory of God came in? It was in such an amazing and awesome way that people couldn't go ahead with doing church stuff anymore. When was the last time that God could, took, took over our order of service or your order of service when you're in your home as you're praising? I've been in some of those meetings in the past. And I hunger for them again. When all sense of time is lost and God orchestrates his own meeting. Now what I want to say is that I'm not talking about doing away with preaching by any means. Because we will always give a primary place to the word of God for it's important. That's how we increase our faith. But we've got to make room for the miraculous. We've got to make room for the supernatural. We've got to make room for prophetic words. We've got to make room for the Spirit of God to come. We've got to make room so that we no longer care how long our service goes. It can't fit into 90 minutes on a Sunday morning. Are you okay with this? Because this is the cry of a heart. This is the cry, I believe, of heaven. God's saying to us as a church maybe, Come on, guys. There's so much more than that you can get into a 90-minute space. I'm believing for encounters with God, with the glory of God in such a way that a run sheet gets forgotten. Because praise is electric. The preaching is anointed. The gifts of the Spirit flowing. And no one knows what God's going to do next or what, he's, what we have to do. Do we have to do anything? But enjoy the moment. Do we have to do anything? We have to respond in obedience, certainly to what the Spirit of God is saying. The glory of God in His house. Now I want to I believe for that. I want God to so fill this place that we are absolutely amazed and we go out with the shine of His glory upon our lives. Completely transformed by the presence of God. Like even with Moses, he came down, he had to put a veil over his face. I want us not to, to shield or to withhold or hide what God's done on our lives. I believe it's there and should be seen by a community so that they ask the question, what on earth has happened to you? What's different about you? Why are you like this? What's happened in your life that you're like this now? I believe we need to arise 
and prays for a breakthrough. So in that passage, we read that the glory of God filled the temple. It's directly linked with his people praising him. Psalm 22 verse 3 said, God inhabits and dwells in the praises of his people. Praise makes room for the presence of God. Number two, praise leads our victory. It leads our victory. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 15 to 22, it says this. And he said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Did you hear that? Some of us are trying to fight this battle and it's God's. It's God's battle to fight. All you need to do is praise. All you need to do is worship. All you need to do is express what's in your heart for Him. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position. Stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord that He will give you. Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. See, we may still have to, to face our enemies, but we do it with a song on our lips. We do it with an adoration and a praise. We're still going to face those things. Still got to go out and, and face what's, what's happening in and around about us. Now, we don't do it on our own. God's going to fight the battle. We just sing His praises. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some of the Levites from the Korathites and the Kohathites, they stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith in His prophets and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise Him for the splendour of His holiness as they went out ahead at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for His love and joy. See, love leads us. That praise leads us to victory. If we need a victory in an area of our life, instead of focusing all the time on that situation, on that mountain that's in front of us, start to praise Him. Start to praise Him. Shift your focus. Psalm 149 verses 6 to 9 says, Let the praises of God be in their mouths and a sharp sword in their hands to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with shackles and their leaders with iron chains, to execute the judgment written against them. This is the glorious privilege of His faithful ones. Praise the Lord. In other words, the praises of these people actually executed. They, they, it was a, like winning the battle. It was going out before them to see their victory come about. Here we see the praise. It's coupled with the declaration of God's Word. It binds the enemy in chains. Instead of you being bound in chains, it actually releases you from the chains and actually puts the the, the bindings on the enemy. He can no longer do what he's doing because you're in a position of great power because you're praising God. The Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. The devil brings discouragement. And maybe there's a lot of people here with discouragement today. And it's led to negativity, a sense of hopelessness or despair. Well, I want to say that that get your eyes on God and start to praise Him tonight. Arise in praise. 
get our eyes back on the greatness of God and declare His greatness, His praises. Sing and shout of His love and His faithfulness, His goodness and His mighty power and watch the enemy flee. You know why? Because it's a direct result of His attack on your life that's caused you to praise God. I'm going to tell you now, He's not going to do things that actually cause you to praise God. See, one of the things that I, I, as a a cop working down in in Adelaide, one of the things that I used to do was come up on the freeway. That was the old devil's elbow days. Like if there was a truck rollover, you were there for hours, okay? And the the, the traffic block is backed up for kilometres. What I used to do when I'm sitting down and we're waiting for the traffic to move up the hill, up the freeway, I used to reach out, grab my Bible and start reading my Bible. As soon as I open my Bible, the traffic starts to move. Because the enemy doesn't want me sitting there reading the Bible, reading the Word of God, sitting there praising, singing songs to to God. The next time you're in a traffic jam, start praising. Don't go, oh, there's traffic. I mean, my school pickup in Mount Barker. Who's your mama? Start praising God instead. See the traffic flow open up in front of you. And if it doesn't open up in front of you, open your windows and let the sound of praise resound to the people around about you. I believe that there's power in praise. Praise leads our victory. Thirdly, praise lifts our burdens. Isaiah 61 verse 3, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they'll be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that, they, that He may be glorified. And there's people here tonight, maybe you're under heavy burden. There's a heaviness, there's a weightiness to what you're going through. You just feel this pressure on your chest, on your shoulders. You've got a neck ache because you just like got this real heaviness about you. You're weighed down with a spirit of heaviness. With all that's going on, it can be like a spirit of heaviness has settled on us. And the Bible tells us to put on the garment of praise to secure our relief instead of the spirit of heaviness. As you start to praise, you feel the weight lift. As you start to praise, you feel that heaviness start to come off of you. As you start to praise, things are different. We've all experienced that. We're weighed down by fear, worry, anxiety, stress. But then we arise in praise and that heaviness, that heaviness will lift off of us. Sometimes it's difficult when we're weighed down with something and praise feels like it's a sheer act of our will and determination. And sometimes, yes, it is. But as you step out, as you start to act in faith, you respond, you, you take a step of faith and believe that as I praise right now, that my circumstance, my mindset, my feelings will start to line up with what the Bible says will happen. David knew the whole experience. He said he had to stir himself. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. He says to himself, why are you downcast, O my soul? And he starts to praise. Young people, you may be struggling at school. Start to praise God 
and allow Him to lift that burden from you. And once we do that, the burdens will lift. We exchange our spirit of heaviness for a garment of praise. And lastly, praise leverages our release. Praise leverages our release. In Acts chapter 16, we read the story of Paul and Silas in prison. And in verse 25 and 26, it says this, Paul and Silas, undaunted, undaunted. I don't know about you, but I've seen the inside of themselves as being a cop. They're not uh, like, they haven't got lounge suites. They don't have uh, like LED TVs. They don't have carpet. They're pretty dark and dismal sorts of places. Paul and Silas, in that sort of a place, are undaunted. And they prayed in the middle of the night and they sang songs of lament. They sang songs that highlighted their situation. They sang songs that agreed with what the enemy was doing in their life. They sang songs that praised God, really. That's what they did. They, they sang praises to God. And while all the other prisoners listened to their worship, see, they were undaunted by the people that they were surrounded by. Didn't matter who they were around. They were undaunted. Suddenly, a great earthquake struck Melbourne. Sorry. Struck, shook the foundations of the prison. And all at once, every prison door flung open and the chains of all the prisons came loose. No matter what circumstances we find ourselves in, it ought to be irrelevant in our determination to praise God. We can arise in praise. Whatever the prison is that we find ourselves in, maybe it's a business venture that we should never have gotten into. Maybe, young people, you're getting bullied at school. We can praise God in those moments and shift our focus from who and what is being said against us young people to what God says about us. We can think about Him in that moment. Maybe there's a relationship we should never have entered into. Maybe some habit or addiction from our past that we've given our life to Christ, but that thing just is like a monkey on our back. Whatever it may be, begin to praise the Lord because praising God levers open prison doors. It opens the way to freedom. We need to get our eyes off the bars and onto Jesus. Praise Him, exalt Him, testify of His goodness and His power. See, praise leverages our release. It secures our release. <clears throat> if we don't praise Him, the rocks and the stones shall cry out. If we don't praise Him, we won't know the tremendous power of breakthrough that it brings. Just as the team come back up. Praise leaves room for God's presence. Praise leads our victory. Praise lifts our burdens. 
And praise leverages our release. See, it's time to arise in praise, church. Can we just stand now? We're going to come into another time of, of praise. But here's what I want us to do. Because I believe that there is power in praise. It will make room for the presence of God. It will lead us to victory. That our burdens will lift and our release from things that are holding us contained and put a lid on us will be released. What I'd love for us to do tonight is this. Because I believe that there's, there's a breakthrough here tonight. Is that as we start to praise, when you feel that the time is right, I'd love to pray for people and to see whatever it is that you're believing to happen come to pass. So as, when you feel it's right, as we start to praise and worship, I want you to come out the front and we're going to pray together. The Bible says that when two or three are gathered together, He's there in the midst of us. When two or three agreed on anything as concerning uh, on earth, then it's done in heaven and done on earth. You know how the scripture means. So as you feel it's time, when you feel it's the, the time is right, come out the front and let's agree together to see God do something wonderful in our lives. Amen. So let's worship. Let's praise God. Let's make a sound. Let's just start to lift up the name of Jesus. Amen.